So here we are. We are on week. I think this is week six of our podcast. Week six. But actually, week halfway five there. of the ten reasons is getting a bit confusing because we started with an introduction all about Ooh. renewing our minds. So this is week five of the ten reasons why, and today we're looking at safety and protection. So okay. it's kind of kind of an interesting one. We were sort of talking about this earlier. And we were saying this all kind of went crazy during COVID. Isn't it? That whole sense of feeling safe and people suddenly not feeling safe, feeling like everything in life had sort of been shaken. How did how did you find going through that time, even like with the business, dealing with so many clients, dealing with people in church? What was it like, sort of that sense, the climate that people were, you know, how were people dealing with stuff? I, I think, um, I, I, do you know what? I, I, think, I think the world kind of collectively lost its mind a wee bit, to be honest. I remember at the start, like before everything went really crazy, you know, and the and the news was talking about um, about uh, Wuhan and is it Wuhan? It was in somewhere in China. Yes, I remember. Bats. I remember standing in uh, a coffee shop in um, Belfast, and it hadn't it hadn't actually. It was the first time where I went here. Hold on a minute, this is just a bit weird because I, I was standing in the queue, and um, I I sneezed a couple of times and then just coughed. <coughs> You know, and uh, this woman turned around and went, hey, what are you doing? I went, mm, it's all right, listen, it's, uh, it was way worse when I was in China, right? I was just joking with her, right? <laughs> well, she flipping, she freaked out, right? And I was like, calm down, Mrs. Amoni. And she was like, oh, and, you know, and uh, took like four steps back and nearly karate chopped me. And I was like, uh, and I had this moment of going, like, I thought that was funny. Like, that is funny, right? No. It is funny. It is quite funny, isn't it? It was way worse when I was in China. And anyway, she didn't find it that funny. And I, I remember feeling, I felt a wee bit, but not, actually I didn't feel bad, that's a lie. I just kind of went, what on earth is going on here? Uh, this woman's gone half crazy in Starbucks because I coughed. And um, I remember another instance actually when we went for a walk in Tullymore and there was a, there was a lady in front of us. Again, it was one of the social distances that everybody was out walking. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, everyone's keeping the distance from each other. Tullymore being the big open air mountainous park. Yes. Right. So we were out in Tullymore walking and this lady ha- was holding her little toddler and yeah. the toddler dropped a glove. So I remember you bent down to pick it up to give to the lady and she just turned around and said, leave it on the ground. Do you remember? <laughs> because yes. you were touching it. And you were like, <laughs> sorry, love. Sorry, crazy lady. But, um, but it's this sense of, it suddenly brought out all these emotions in people. And it's very strong emotions. But you realize it was because people were so afraid. And they were literally afraid for the safety. You know. Do you know what? I, I, um, I, I, do you know what I think it was about? I think we're the first generation. Or this generation has not experienced um, generally speaking, okay, I, I, I know Northern, growing up in Northern Ireland over 30 years, we did experience different levels of danger than probably some people even listening to this would have understood. We had the troubles and even the way that I grew up in my own family, there was this, a, a lot of unsafe moments, put it that way, um, because of the situation with terrorism and all the rest. But, but generally speaking, we're not like the Second World War generation mm-hmm. or, you know, where we had to face like present and immediate danger the, the kind of the world's been going on this upward curve of like relatively like planes don't crash as often as they used to which is great news for people who like pl- going on holiday yeah. but you know like you took your chances in the 50s if you got on the jet like there was you know might have arrived might not those things fell out of the sky but now we kind of like no one thinks two thoughts about getting on an easy yes. jet to liverpool yes. right you don't Probably think the, the am i gonna make it the scariest thing my kids have to deal with is 
has mom cooked something that's out of date? Yes. <laughs> well, you do. You do. Well, we For people who are listening, morning, yes. yeah, what you need to know is... We live with a bit of danger in our house because the think coastal it's the might be three days out of I think of it's date. the English in you. You <laughs> English people are way riskier. Like, like I, I can't, I won't eat, like you know, and if you're listening to this, I will not eat anything. Those dates are on there for a purpose. Uh, whereas Penny has been known like like three or four days eating coleslaw. And I'm like, if you don't make it through the night, I'll know it's the coleslaw that got you. Are the policies up to date before you eat that coleslaw? That's all I want to know. And uh, But it, what, what it was is I, I think that when it comes to safety and protection, for the first time, I think the world, we were all confronted with the fact of we're mortal. Mm-hmm. Uh, life is not just about getting bigger and better and brighter and shinier. Um, you might be able to travel and do lots of different things that are different, but but there is a sense of the fact that you know because most of the most of the like in our pretty privileged position, uh, where in the West most most of the trouble in the world is seen through a screen. Doesn't actually, it doesn't yeah, actually it touch doesn't us. Actually, yes. Doesn't it's come close. On your doorstep. Exactly. It's not this thing of like, oh, that's not very nice. That stuff that's happening out there. But actually, and if you don't like it, you just switch it off and yes, get on with oh, your that's life. That's terrible. Send yeah. some money. Hope it gets better. Yeah, yeah, and exactly two pound a month, and my conscience is solved. And but you know, uh, I, I think I think what's happened in the world is there's been an, an increasing realization that actually, you know, you're not going to live forever. And I think COVID particularly showed us what that was all about it brought like really close up to, to us that you know all of us one day will close our eyes and then we have to confront what comes after that yeah. that's the bottom line and, and until we get there what we want to do is we want to be safe we want to be as safe as possible we want to be protected we want our kids to be okay uh, we want ourselves to be okay and that's that's good and that's right yeah. you know and i think i think that's but it certainly came into focus for me through, yeah. through the whole COVID absolutely thing. So this issue around safety, like you said, you know, we want to be safe. We want to feel protected. Mm. You know, um, how deep is that sort of need in us? And yeah, I, I don't think we, should, we need to feel bad about it. I, I think, you know, we, we are built, like the way God built us was we're built with a set of needs, right? And I think like it's okay to want to be safe because the, the most primal need that we have is for our like physical stuff. So we need food and shelter and and uh you know like a roof over your head you need food in your stomach you need to be able to provide um and and that, and the, like all of our behavior is driven towards meeting those needs mm-hmm. and that's how we're, that's why we go to work right unless you're independently wealthy you go to work to earn money to keep a roof over your head to feed your kids to put clothes in your back because um, and you see whenever those needs are not being met that all this other crazy kind of behavior happens right so that's normal that's just part of being human and then the, but coming off the back of that there's there's this emotional need that we have and uh, to be safe. And it's not just uh, the world talks about psychological safety and, uh, but psychological safety and physical safety run very closely together. And because it's, it's the way that we were, we were, yeah. we were made safe. You see the world is broken yeah, and the world that we live in is broken. And we were, we, when God first made us, we were made like to walk yeah. with him. Absolutely. In, in, in perfect safety. communion. Yes. And it was safe. There yeah. was no danger. Yeah. Because you were actually walking with God. And then sin messes the whole thing up. Uh, we're living in the consequences of that. And and now we have to navigate through a very broken world. Like a world that's broken with broken people in it. And so that's kind of dull and brokenness in us as well. So like in all of that, it creates a very, a, a potentially a very unstable, unsafe environment. You know, with um, pandemic 
you think it's but it's not even like just about physical health it's things like you know the economy could be like flat on its backside next year we could all be like eating grass and living in caves and because interest yes. rates are going to go to whatever yeah. it's um, like literally everything that we listen to on the media you know i suppose it's that it's the fact that there are a lot of things that are real that are happening all around us that we are aware of right. but then there's also that what if this happened you know that the terrible what if that the media just sort of hypes up all the time because it makes money out of it Listen, so uh, what if this happens yeah. what if that when we were talking about on the last you know yeah. the, the environment and people get environment worried about that, that yeah. and feel guilty about that and what should i be doing about that but it's yeah. almost like there's so many of these big things that could at any time just spiral out of control and what what do we do but do you know why that is fear is a money maker there's money yeah. in fear yeah. I, I am I'm absolutely convinced but i think with media with mass media, I think with whatever. I'm not a, like I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but undoubtedly you just have to. For a few, I'm, 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 and particularly as believers, we've got to be really like aware of this. Put you know, like your corporations are not going to make loads of money by telling us everything's fantastic, right? And particularly with like twenty four seven news cycles, they've got to feed it. With <laughs> got to keep it going. Yeah, keep it. Can you imagine doing yes. a twenty four seven podcast? <laughs> How, do you know what? It would be absolutely horrendous, right? But you imagine if we had to do this every day of life and keep right? it entertaining and, and keep was, people engaged, and it was and your job people, yes. to do it, right? Yes. Your like your house and your mortgage depended yes. on this thing. Uh-huh. Like it's like us talking about doing the weather in Donegal, like keeping that engaging. Aye, <laughs> easiest job in the world, <laughs> yes. weatherman in Donegal. Honestly, I mean, all you have to do is go look out the window. It's going to rain, and do you know what? If you even don't think it's going to rain, Donegal's in the west of Ireland, by the way. It's uh, and the easiest job we say the easiest job in the world is a weatherman uh-huh. out there because it rains pretty much three hundred and fifty nine days of the year. <laughs> and uh, but but it is it's it's keeping it going, and there's this diet of fear. Like do you know? And do you know what's interesting? Like even the kids are picking up on it. Like uh, our Sophie, who's ten, so she's in primary school. And this was like a proud daddy moment for him. Remember, she came in, she went, "This whole flipping climate thing is a pile of <laughs> Okay, now this is her words, not mine. But uh, she said, "Seriously, I am fed up of being told that we're all going to be dead soon." It's like, and I was like, "Why? Why are they saying that to you?" And she was, uh, remember, she she said to sitting around the kitchen table, "Oh, it's all bad. It's all falling apart, and it's all this, and it's all that." And I'm just fed up listening to it. Yeah, and I'm going. It's not bonkers that a 10-year-old, right, yes. is kind of seeing through a little bit of the, look, okay, we want to steward our planet well, mm-hmm. but stop telling me that if I don't, I'm never going to see my 16th birthday. Yeah, I mean, that, that that's just but the ludicrous yes. levels uh-huh. where it's like, you're not safe. You're not protected. This world is just going to eat you up. Mm-hmm. It's just mm-hmm. bonkers. It's out of control, actually. So I, I think... Um, so as you were saying as believers then, so how do we, how do, how can we have confidence that we are different? How can we sort of, because we're in the world, we can't, you know, Aye. walk around and, and deny stuff yes. that's going on and think that it's, you know, there's, there's two approaches, isn't it? There's, you know, can either kind of get really sort of go with what the world is saying and panic and say you're a believer, but really don't believe anything that the, the world's telling you. Or then some people go to the other extreme and just deny everything. So how do how do you have you know a walk well, and well, find freedom yeah. and and understand yeah. how God wants us to navigate life? Well, it's it, it's like, can you? I, I, well, I hope you can. Listen, I think we can. I think that I don't know about you. you like you had a different church experience to what I had growing up, but um, I um, 
I, I don't know even people listening like we do some weird stuff don't we as when it comes to like how do you navigate through through life and safety i for years i prayed for a hedge of protection have you ever done that i i don't even know what that means is that like a literal hedge <laughs> no no who? does anyone know if you do know please email us and like praying for a head do you know what i used to imagine in my head as i'm praying like there's 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 like a literal green hedge i'm going but that's rubbish you just jump over it or do you know what i mean that's not going to stop fire do you know so in my i'm going we've prayed for hedges of protection i have no clue what that means all right but we prayed for them anyway the other thing we did was you know like literally try to put on the whole armor of god do you ever do this one that was a cracker where I would stand in the morning, going, "I can't face the world today, man. It's it's a night, it's a it's a nightmare out there. So if I don't go out, you know, with my without my full armor on, so you'd stand like an absolute plonker in front of the shield mirror, and putting on your head, like, and then <laughs> and then you'd forget one's what. So you'd have to open the Bible and go right, okay, make sure I've got all that on, and see the days where you went out and you'd forgotten your shield of faith. Those were bad days. You were tiptoeing around the devil those days, going, Jesus, if you could just get me home from a tea tonight, because I left the sword of the spirit behind me, because I literally didn't go through the action. It's just like bonkers, bonkers land, right? And so I, I, I think in my own experience, I probably need more than that, you know, to go. It's trite Christian expressions yes. don't yes. help. It's not if just you are, quote all these things and then it'll be yeah, fine. Yeah. If you're worried about being sick, if you've got like um, sickness that runs in your family, as an example. I know we're going to talk about health and well-being um, in a couple of weeks, but, you know, if, if you're worrying about this stuff, then actually just trite expressions are not going to help you, I don't think. I, it becomes I, I a formula, doesn't it? Yeah. It's almost like, you know, taking pills or something, all that, I've done that, I'll take the box, I'll be fine. So if it, if it just becomes this formula of, I did this, that's me protected, and actually not understanding. So I know you were talking a little bit about um, Goshen, and yeah, Old this Testament, is, so tell us a little yeah, bit about So, so about I, he, he, here's what I think. I, I think, look, like, we're fed this diet of fear. Um, I, I think there's a lot of manipulation and control of people through fear. It leads people by the nose and get them to, to do things and behave in ways which they, in their right mind, normally wouldn't, wouldn't do. do. Mm-hmm. Like, um, you know, <laughs> you, you just, just if you go back and you think, people were buying, like, 500 toilet rolls, right? And like kilos of pasta do you know what i mean and fighting each other over the toilet rolls and you kind of go how on fairness your mom did a wee run to home bargains she did and and we were grateful for it so thank you mother for the home bargains toilet roll run but 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 we didn't do it so we're just not quite as crazy as she is but 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 you know you you look at these behaviors and you go right if we don't go to the word uh, and again go to go to go to what grace says because here's here's the amazing truth and for some of you who are listening I, you're, you're going to have to really, this is a faith thing. Faith is to be persuaded about who Jesus is and what he says he has done. It's yeah. true at all times, all places for all people. And so by faith, we have got to, you know, see it on the inside and then believe that that, because if we look at the natural world with our eyes, we're, we're going to be knackered. So actually what, what, the, what the word says in Psalm 91 is there's a difference uh, actually, in it's in Exodus 8. I'll go through that, that Goshen bit. It's, can I read it? Would that okay, do? It. So it says in, in Exodus 8, But on that day I will set apart the land of Goshen, uh, where my people dwell. This is talking about the people of God. So that, listen to this, No swarms of flies shall be there, and that you should know that I am the Lord in the midst of the earth. Right? 
Therefore, I'll put a division between my people, God's people, and your people. So here he says, here I am. Goshen means the place where people draw near. So the people who are near to God, God's own people, he says he makes a difference. And he says, I will supernaturally have my hand on you in the middle of the earth. It's not like, you know, um, again, we we went through a period in, in, in my growing up where we would pray that, you know, we do, we have our hope is that the Lord comes back, you know, but we would be like, you know, will you come back like right now sort of thing, like get us out of here. And the Lord goes, no, in the middle of the earth, you can be favored and blessed and protected yeah. and live safely. And that's the Lord's work to do that because you can't do it. Yeah. And it's, right? it's recognizing that supernatural presence of the Lord. I mean, I think when we were looking at the story of Moses and we were talking about how, you know, the, the, the whole story of deliverance of how yeah. the children of Israel are, um, are set free from bondage for years and years. But if, even if you look at when God sent darkness, all the plagues that happened, and yeah. that's when he was disproven to Pharaoh that um, he was like, you don't, you don't believe in me as a God when I'll show you how all these gods that you're worshipping. And, and every plague was related to the gods that the Egyptians were, were worshipping. But um, that, that when he sent the darkness, that was the supernatural darkness. It wasn't just that... The, you know, the, the sun was no longer there and it was yeah. nighttime. It was literally, there was no way that they could find light no matter what they tried to do because otherwise they would have just lit lamp, lamps, uh, oil lamps but, it was, but it was completely dark. So that was supernatural. But then where the the children of Israel were, there was, there was light and yeah. it wasn't because the sun was up and, and where they were, it was a supernatural light. Yeah. And I think what we have to recognize it is there it's supernatural. Yeah. And it is, like you said, it's actually believing. We can't see it. So we find it hard to actually believe how can we be protected? How, how can we be sure yeah. that when we're getting on this plane, we're going to be fine? How can yeah. we be sure that when we're driving, like, you know, I've got a fear of lorries behind me sure. on the road and I yeah. start to panic. I have this fear of like being sandwiched between too many lorries. But So I find myself praying in tongues lots when I'm driving. You mm-hmm. think it's probably a good thing anyway, Penny, mm-hmm. <laughs> to be on the safe side. Well, it's it's yes. good for everybody else as well. I think. <laughs> Absolutely. Just kidding. Keep praying. But, but there is a supernatural protection, but I think yeah. why at times as believers we struggle is because it isn't logical it isn't something we can fathom yeah in, in any way in our minds no we, ha- we have to take the truth of the word right mm-hmm. I, I i think um and go this truth is for me mm-hmm. because god says that he makes a difference for his people yeah right and he loves everybody mm-hmm. and he wants everyone to find like yeah. a relationship with jesus but you know the whole way through the whole way through the the whole narrative of the Bible, you see that he's continually protecting his people. There's yeah. always a remnant of people who live protected. Because they choose to come under that protection, yeah. isn't it? And I think that's the thing. Because it can sound like it's unfair. Like, oh, he's just choosing to look after these, but he doesn't care about these. It's like, no, he will never push himself or force himself yeah. on anybody. So it's the people who choose to yeah. draw close to him. People who choose to say, I haven't got this all worked out, but but I'm coming under your protection. Absolutely. So for me, I mean, I was reading that when you're talking about Psalm 91 and the studies, you know, he who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the, might of the Almighty. I will say to the Lord, my refuge, my fortress, my God in whom I trust. And it's that's the, I will say. It's yeah. what we choose to declare, isn't it? Yeah. And I think that's where there's power because actually we come into line with the truth and we declare yeah. it over our lives that's when because sometimes we can know truth but it's actually do we do we choose to believe that do we choose well, to, I, to I, take I, that? I think that's what's key I, I think you know for me um, 
if you want to live safe and protected in, 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 in difficult times, you know, in the times that we live in, I think what you feed yourself on is really important. So, you know, I'm a firm believer in, in not living on an island off Ireland and, and forgetting about, you know. Because it's freezing. Because it's freezing <laughs> and it rains sideways all the time. The, um, it's not to do that and become weird, but, but to go, right, I've got a choice to make on, on what I'm going to feed myself on here. And the Word of God says, I, I, like Psalm 91 is the most famous um, whole bit of the Bible around how God is the protector of his people. And if, and, and if you're listening and you've never read Psalm 91, I'd say go and read it because there's a bit where, you know, it says, He who dwells in the shelter, um, which is the secret place or the hiding place of the Most High, will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say to the Lord, my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. And I, I, to your point, I think we've got it in faith every day. Why? There's three three names of God mentioned there. Can I just yeah. qu- very quickly yeah, explain them? Because this is what you have to declare, I think, and we have to shift in faith too. Because it's if you dwell in the shelter, the, the secret place is, is a description of Jesus. Okay, yeah. So when you're found in Jesus, in Christ, okay, then... Uh, there's three there's three words here he's, he, like you're saying i will say of the lord so what are you saying every morning when you get up what are you saying about the economy what are you saying about your health what are you saying about your kids you know like even for our band you know our, our our son's just learned how to drive and bought his own car i mean that's a moment for a parent isn't it absolutely especially when he says um i'm oh. going to the mountains tomorrow at 4 30 a.m and the snow everywhere yeah. and I'm i know you're like, like oh lord and then you have to go okay what will I say? Yeah. And so I will say um, of the Lord, okay? So I, I think it's that thing of starting and going, I'm going to make sure that what comes on my lips first is not fear, it's not the narrative. It's gonna, we're going to go, I believe in faith, right, that, that these, like, it's interesting what, why these three names of God. The first one is Elohim, okay? The most high means supreme in position. So you're just declaring over your life, God is the supreme one over everything else. Right, El Shaddai Almighty is the second name of God in Psalm 91 at the start. It means absolute in power. So he's supreme in position and absolute in power. Right. And I will say of the Lord my salvation, the one who saves me in every way. Okay. So it's that thing of going, safety and protection is not is for God's people, and it starts by understanding who is the one who's doing the safe the safety yeah. and doing the protecting. It's the one who's supreme in position above everything has absolute power and is the one who's working that out in your life that's that's and i kind of go okay now that's a game changer because like supreme in power means bigger than any pandemic bigger than any virus bigger than any disease bigger than any economy bigger it's like oh so it's like the lord going lift your head up will you yeah what are you watching the bbc for all they're trying to do is control lead you by the nose i'm the one who's supreme I'm the one who's above it all. I'm the one who's got all power. Now, here's the promise that I have for you, my children. All that, all that stuff in the middle of the earth, it's not going to come near you. It's not going to touch you. You've got to receive that in faith. And actually, that's the sign then to other believers, that to people who, who don't believe, yeah. isn't it? Because they see something different over your lives. and they Because I know during the pandemic, there was lots of people who would have said, that you're not worried about this. No, you're not. You know, I'm freaking out. Or yeah. people who didn't have anything to hold on to yeah. and they couldn't understand why you could be more relaxed why you didn't panic over everything and I think today you know just in any circumstance it is 
we have that we we have that light in us that people no- notice that people recognize that people are drawn to because mm-hmm. they see that there's something different because it isn't normal not to be when you're being bombarded with all that stuff it isn't normal not to be afraid yeah. when you've been told all the time you need to be fearful then it isn't normal not to be fearful because yeah. you know it's it's going to have an effect on you and it's having an effect on on so many people so i think it's powerful when as believers we can really take hold of the fact that god is supreme he's above it all mm-hmm. and he created the whole world he's holding it all together and in the end it's it's good news we, we don't have anything to fear yeah. but i even find for me the picture that's the strongest is probably god as father you yeah. know i know for you know ki- you just see kids kids are, kids are safe when they know daddy's around yeah. kids are happy i know our kids are happy when they panic about anything Where's daddy? Daddy's the one that takes care of things. And it's that, that hedge of protection over a household, isn't it? That you just said hedge of protection again. I did. <laughs> still, we're, still don't, we still don't know what that means. If anyone knows, <laughs> please write in and tell us what a hedge of protection is. But it is. But it's yeah. true. There's something over... I like God's hand over us. That, yes. that makes more sense to me. That You're like, yeah. he's got you in his hand mm-hmm. rather than he's growing trees around you. Just saying. That's, maybe. <laughs> That's just my mind, but it doesn't make sense. Yeah, but it, it isn't it? It's it's faith to go, like, with my kids, our kids, your kids, whatever, is is to go. Even when I can't see it in faith, I've got to go. He's looking after them. Yeah. Right. Why? Because he promised that he would. And he can look after them way better than I can. He can look after when I'm not watching. He is because he never slumbers. He never sleeps. Absolutely. He never takes his eye off us. He never withdraws from us. Right. And uh, I think even for parents listening today, it remember Marcel said to us, uh, our friend Marcel, who runs, used to run a church in Holland and uh, now does more of an apostolic type thing. And he said, listen, keep reminding yourself and telling yourself that the Lord loves your children more than you love them. Yeah. So they're safe. Yeah. Right. And that's freeing, isn't it? Because yeah. again, that's it's a huge area that parents, like you say, can get into a lot of panic, a lot of anxiety over because they get to a stage where you can't be there all the time yeah. and you've got to trust and you've got to um, believe. But it is that I will say again, mm-hmm. just like, what are we What are we declaring? Are we going to declare all of our fears and worries over them or are we going to declare the goodness of God and, and his protection over them? And so yeah. it's, it's almost like a daily reminder, isn't it, of what, what are we saying? What are we believing for? What, what picture are we painting in the minds of their futures? Yeah. I I, I think I think it's a really great place to start to go, you know. I I I honestly believe, like when I think about my own family, you know. So, uh, my, if you think about Grandpa, my dad, right, has like has probably seen Psalm ninety one <laughs> in his life. He's used up all his Psalm ninety ones, right? By but it uh, by so many different things. So people might not know, but he he was diagnosed with terminal cancer and got through that. Um, people praying for him he wasn't actually a believer but but i had this moment of going i'm not going to die i'm going to if people are praying i'm going to be healed so and then he's had so many things go wrong with him you know he's fallen out of an airplane and fallen off a roof crash landed fallen off roofs um broken more bones than evil can evil and all the rest of it and and he, he still you know he, when the doctor said he would have been dead 30 years ago when i was a kid from from cancer He's still around today. And do you know what's interesting? You, you kind of look at that and you go, there, there was something even with him that cooperated with God, even when there was something in him around truth. If you ask him, he, he would say things like, 
no, I am going to be okay. I, yeah. I, and, th and that was it, even from a non-believer. So he, he had in his, he had pictured on the inside of him that he would grow up and see Peter, my brother, and I grow up. Mm -hmm. And he said, no, I'm not going to die because I'm going. So he, he, there was something about him agreeing on yeah. the inside, right? Yeah. So how much more in faith? Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. As it's believers, like, how much as more? As believers, we can yes. actually align. I, I think he was actually reflecting part of God's purpose for him, yeah. even though he, he hadn't quite got it at that stage. You know, he had some understanding of, of faith. But but we, we can actually see here, the Lord says, if you align yourself with this truth, mm -hmm. you believe it in faith, then like in all the things that you can't control, I am the, I'm like, I'm underneath all of that. I'm behind you, in front of you, to the side of you, moving circumstances mm -hmm. and situations and yeah. everything else so that, you know, I, I kind of think we, we almost, do you know like when, do you know one thing that annoys me? Can I just say? Well, there's so many. There's which, lots of things. Which one is it be? I seem reasonably <laughs> grumpy for so, someone so young. Um, do you know when you open the door for someone in in a shop and they don't say thank you? What's this got to do with safety? Uh, there's a point, okay. right? The the point is things happen sometimes and you don't even realize. Okay. So um, do you know if you open a door and people just walk through it and they pretend like you're not even there? Mm -hmm. I've started to say thank you, you know, like or you know, it's not very gracious, but you kind of go, I'm not a, you know, it's it's I'm happy to be a doorman in the house of Fraser or whatever, and not the house of the Lord, and um. But it's almost like like those people walk through and whether they noticed or they didn't notice, their passage was clear because somebody was standing holding the door. Mm -hmm. Do you get that? Yeah. And I kind of think there's so much of this truth that is already sitting in our lives that God Watch. goes before us. Yes. It says he makes our path straight. Yeah. He kind of opens it. And we, walk, we don't walk into so many doors, right? And smash our faces off the glass because he's already he, paved away. He's already yes. paved away, yeah. and this this promise is not just for the big things. It's like yeah, everyday life. Every day. We are living mm -hmm. in the safety and protection of God in a yes. dangerous world, and half the time we're not even right. aware of it. Yeah. Does that yeah. make sense? Oh, absolutely. I mean, there's been a number of times we've been driving on motorways and have gone, "Oh my goodness, that was close," Aye. or you know, a couple of times very scarily, and and I think afterwards we've gone, "Thank you, Lord, there was protection there." Yeah. You know, and I think any. But it's almost like, have you got eyes to see? Isn't yeah. it? And I was Absolutely. thinking of that when you were talking about that. I was thinking of the song Waymaker, Miracle Worker, Light in the Darkness. And yeah. that thing, even when we don't f see it, you're working. Even yeah. when we don't feel it, you're working. Yeah. You never stop working. And yeah. that is the reality that the Lord is constantly working in our lives. But yeah. depending on where our eyes are focused at that time is whether we're thanking him and praising him and being grateful for what he's doing or yeah. whether we're just, you know, distracted I, yeah. with other things and not recognizing god's hand of protection on us no i i think as i think i think as absolutely the key i think just to round up here we need to say look um that it's really possible to live as a believer and as be as scared as the rest of the world yeah right and as terrified as the rest of the world and i kind of go that that to me is not salvation the way that jesus described it where it was body soul and spirit it was all of you being it's isn't it the word irene at peace right and so uh we don't want to live like that and so we want to take the word we want to take this word of grace that says the god god the most high the supreme one the all-powerful one the one who's working out his salvation actually goes if you're my my son or daughter you're different yeah. you're different because i have put a division between you and my people not i'm not judging other people but there's a divine protection under the hand of god now there's protection actually what i just have god's grace means that 
it, you know, there's common grace, isn't there? That the rain falls on the righteous and the unrighteous mm-hmm. and all the rest of it. And I think that's that's right. I think, um, but I want to navigate my way through this world in faith, going yeah. as for me in my house, right? We're safe under the hand of God, yeah. safe and 